0: Hi it's Greg and Lucky and this is our podcast if you don't catch us from five to nine this is
1: what you missed. Uh, Yesterday afternoon I was uh, out running around and I heard that Sinead O'Connor had uh, passed away and I was uh I was always a big fan I I just found her voice to be chilling and haunting and those first couple of albums were just uh unbelievably different and unique and of course then the uh The whole world knew her when she covered Prince's Nothing Compares to You. Mm -hmm. Such a massive hit at number one for like four weeks. Although the relationship between her and Prince was strained all along. It's an interesting story. And the fact that both of them have now passed away. Almost the same age. He was 57. Right um
0: uh and yeah it, it strained in the fact that i you know Prince was a little weird about uh the success that she had, yeah, I think a jealous with perhaps. his song there might have been a bit, little bit of jealousy there. She uh said in her memoir uh that uh she hadn't met him, and when she was invited to meet him, it was awkward the mm. Prince tried to have a pillow fight with pillow stuff with items designed to hurt. oh jeez, yeah, she said it didn't change her opinion of him as an artist which was the only opinion she could have had. But in the end, uh, uh, she didn't like the man.
1: And her whole life uh, was uh, was a lot of turmoil uh, from a, from her childhood on and her, her family life growing up. And the church played a huge and traumatic role in her life growing up. If you watch uh, the documentary, it's on Crave, Nothing Compares. Uh, it goes deeply into all of that stuff. Uh, and she really took off. She was a punk artist early on. And then went in and had a few bands here and there and then went out on her own and did her own thing. And uh from about 1988, 89 through into the early 90s, she just really took off and, and was huge. Nothing Compares to You is one of those songs that radio stations of all formats struggled with playing, should they or shouldn't they? Because it was so huge. Mm. Even rock stations were like, maybe we should be playing this thing. Right. Um, but she, one of the things that I always found so impressive about her was her stance on anything that she felt was holding people back, um, belittling people, was getting in the way of progress for, for for downtrodden people. That was her mission, to help out as much as she can. She had that side of her, and then she had all the mental health issues she was constantly dealing with. So. Uh, she really led a tortured life, and then, like a year ago, her 17 year old son committed suicide, and I guess she was just never the same uh, since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said she just lived in absolute darkness. Well, she had said be even much previous to that that she had
0: contemplated suicide and mm-hmm. and even thought you know I, I don't know if she actually attempted, but um, but years ago had had gone through that. Yeah, she said she was diagnosed as bipolar at one point. Um, and uh, and and with her children was what kind of kept going. Mm-hmm. Um, they have not released a, a, a cause of death and just said, you know, asking for privacy at this time. She was really one who who bucked so many trends in the '90s, and in term and she might have been the first to be canceled. I said this earlier when yeah. you're talking about Kevin Spacey at a time where there wasn't the internet prevalent in the early '90s. That you know she was cancelled for her her actions mm-hmm. on saturday Night live literally n b c banned her for life. that's right, I remember appearing on their station again or on their network um you know and and you know it was a time when she had a hauntingly beautiful voice, and that version of nothing compares to you will always go down uh, uh, as that, but it was also a time when video was also so important mm-hmm. in the music era. And that video, which was just her face on a black background, um, and a bald woman at that, yeah, with a hauntingly beautiful voice and beautiful features too. She was she became a sex symbol when she didn't want. To.
1: Yeah, and she could have. I mean, that bald head was so stunning. I mean, people were just shocked by it. Now yeah. it's a matter of fact, but yeah, remember, like even not going back not that long ago when Britney shaved her head, and right. All of a sudden became a sign of well, there must be something wrong with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she. You're right. She she was very attractive. She could have just played the Irish little kitten, but you know she uh, she didn't. And it was interesting because that episode of SNL, and I'll see if I can find quickly on YouTube uh, the clip of what she actually did, because Andrew Dice Clay was the host that night, and there was so much chaos around him being the host. I think she kind of got forgotten about, mm. and and I believe if the story goes, she had mentioned to somebody. Or maybe didn't know she she didn't tell anybody what she was going to do, but she went out to perform her song and she had that picture of the pope in her hand. Now you, it's
0: live. It was it was a cover she did of Bob Marley's War. Yes, so, right. Yeah.
1: And, and she had this uh, this picture of the pope in her hand. She had it down by her side. It wasn't like she was really concealing it, but because it's live TV and uh, the chaos of Andrew Dice Clay and there was cast members, if you remember at the time, who refused to. To do the show, Nora Dunn, I think, said, I'm not going to be on t- Saturday oh. Night. Dice is there because he was such a polarizing figure at the time. But, uh, so she was able to just kind of slide in there, do her song, and then at the very end, held up that sign and basically said, Fight the real enemy. Yes. And then, and then ripped it up. And then all, <laughs> all chaos ensued. Right. After that, she was basically canceled moving forward. I think the release of that, um, of that uh, documentary has uh, really kind of uh, restored her legacy.
0: By the way, Prince's estate would not allow them to use her version of Nothing Compares to You for that Here. documentary. So it was, it was an equal part yeah. that they, didn't, they weren't really fans of each other.
1: If you don't know much of her music, uh, if you didn't listen to her much in the 90s or not quite sure outside of Nothing Compares to You, go back uh, and listen to those first couple of albums. Her voice is, it's uncomparable. We were just discussing Sinead O'Connor and her career and the whole SNL blow up. And uh, we have found the clip for you. If you've never heard how it actually went down, uh, the visual is really chilling because at the end she holds up. You'll hear her uh, ripping uh, the picture, but she holds up in front of her face a a picture of the Pope. Here's how it played out. We have confidence in the victory of good over. Fight
0: the real enemy. The reaction was... <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what she would have been expecting. Yeah. There, you heard one person go, oh.
1: Dead silence. And supposedly, I guess it is said that um, Lauren Michaels in that moment was quick enough to turn to whoever is in control of the applause sign and had him turn it off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. It, it really blew up her career. But all these years later, she was proven not to be wrong. Are delusional. One in three dog owners claim their dogs could survive in the wild without them. <laughs> Imagine Coop. Who can't survive in the backyard without no. somebody? <laughs> oh, that little Sully, my uh, my uh, my my grand puppy. Oh my gosh! You basically got to give them water with a little dripper thing. Yeah. I mean, they can't do anything on their no. own. Now, maybe some bigger, you know, your your bigger dogs, your bigger breeds. But those little ones are just
0: completely lost. I mean, there are amazing stories of dogs who, who get lost and find their way home mm-hmm. or survive. Uh, and there are, and even like in the house, you see your dog with some incredible instinct. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, just the animal behavior, hiding things. Right. right that you think, w- where the hell did it learn that? Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, there's no competition for its food or toys in the house.
1: Right. Yeah, you know, we were even concerned when we had uh, Sully living with us because we get a lot of like bunnies and rabbits and we get uh, a ton of squirrels and chipmunks and all sorts of stuff. And I used to think because he had the terrier in him, so he would always be just chasing down things. Mm -hmm. And I thought if he cornered even a, a, a smaller bunny, their instincts are much stronger than his. Yeah. <laughs> like if it swiped at him with its claws or right. to bite him. Well oh, he'd learn. He'd learn quickly. He'd get taken down by a mouse. <laughs> well, he took down a few things himself. Well too. baby bunnies, yeah. Right. But even then, he, you know, he would bark at them so loudly that they would just they drown themselves. It's not like he even killed True. them. They drowned themselves <laughs> in the pool. <laughs> But then one day, the big mummy, I'm assuming the mummy bunny, was around. And it just, I felt so heartbroken for it. Because it just sat there near where the tree was that the nest was in. And she, uh, so I kept Sully inside. Because I thought, oh, if he comes out and barks at her, she's in no mood. Right. Yeah. And then maybe her bunny smarts will go, oh, you're the dude that killed my kids. The other night, I was walking Coop. and, And there was a little
0: robin. That was in the grass, and I didn't even really notice it. But Coop lunged at the thing, right, of course. and it started to squeal. It was just like a fledgling, oh, uh, not quite a baby, but yeah. it was just kind of starting out and was learning how to to fly. Yeah, and so it kind of just hopped and and shrieked, and then boom! Like the whole neighborhood of robins started swarming. Really? <laughs> just they'd be flying low and kind of buzzing
1: a little bit. I'm
0: like ah, oh, Coop, you got me into crap again. And I'm <laughs> running for robins in the street.
1: <laughs> Neighbors laughing at you. <laughs> now, as, as much as dog owners claim their dogs could survive uh, without them and in the wild, a quarter of dog owners say their dogs need a jacket if the weather drops below four. Some say their dogs need a poncho right. if it oh, rains. Yeah. Yep. They also need to put their booties on the dog when the weather outside is bad. we got them all. Most dog owners say their dogs sleep in the bed with them and half feed their dog a healthy diet that involves pet-safe fruits and vegetables, carrots, apples, seedless watermelon, and blueberries. Uh And yet you think it's going to go hunt something down. It's going to eat itself. (laughs) If you're a fan of Subway, here's something. Subway has a uh, name challenge they're doing. If you're willing to sign up and commit to legally changing your first name to Subway, you could have subs for life (laughs) oh my goodness well it's not really for life the winner will get like 50 grand worth of subs if you had one sub a day every day that would last you somewhere to 10 to 20 years right of course if you're eating subway for breakfast lunch and dinner every day it would last about a max of 7 years you probably wouldn't though back that much cured meat every day But I do love sub sandwich. Uh huh. Subway van here I come. Yeah,
0: yeah. Don't tell my uh, my youngest; he would probably go for that deal. Is
1: That is uh, a favorite of
0: food. Yeah, has a favorite in there.
1: Oh yeah. Does he? Uh, is he uh, adventurous? Now they got the seven new uh, uh, sub sandwiches. I haven't sand
0: been in. We don't go into that often to try. And there's one as well that you know, I I, I would not frequent uh, because of getting out of the car and going in order. <laughs> Pre-pandemic. But now that you to, but, there's, but there's where we've learned with technology mm. that there's an app for that. Mm-hmm. now, And you can literally pre-order, pay, and all you got to do is run and pick it up. It's perfect.
1: You, the, the, you, the heights, like, I think I'm lazy and, right. and, and uh, sloth-like. Uh-huh. The heights of your laziness. Oh, yeah. Knows no bounds. Well, I, yeah. It's I, amazing. I'm shocked. I, I don't disagree.
0: I, I, I own it. Like, if if a drive through is, is on the wrong side of the road for me, I won't go to it. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, yeah. if it's a combination of left turns yeah. or it's in one of these new malls where some, like, uh, you know, bipolar architect has designed the parking lot mm. so you cannot
1: get through it, uh, I just won't even bother. That's very true of that new plaza up there at Simcoe in Winchester. Brutal. It's insane Brutal. getting in and out of there. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, it's Well, I mean,
0: yeah, who puts a roundabout with a stop sign at the end of it? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you thinking? Yeah. The idea of a roundabout is so you don't have to stop.
1: Actually, yesterday we were. I was heading to Winchester to the golf course, and I stopped in that plaza, the uh, LCBO, to get my sips right. later in the gotcha. evening. That's where the Canadian Brew House is. That's that right. Place. Yeah. And I saw a dad. He had uh, some sort of uh, uh, Baskin Robbins uh, cup in his hand. Yes. As he was chasing what seemed to be like a maybe a four-year-old across the parking lot. Gotcha. Who so I believe was dressed up as like Batman. Okay. Um. And uh, the kid is screaming at the top of his lungs, and the guy scoops him up with the other hand, and he's got the, I'm sure by now, melting ice cream in his left hand, Uh and he's got the back door of his car open, and he's now trying to squeeze the kid into the car while it's freaking out, and he's got the ice cream up on the top of the car. I went into the LCBO, and I came back out because I'm so quick in there. I know exactly where my stuff is. I came back out, and he's still fighting with this kid. And I thought to myself, aren't children precious? Oh, my gosh. You know, people pine. They look back to when their kids were young, and they go, oh, I remember those days so fondly. Right. Because you've forgotten that nightmare. That day, the day. was a bad one. You remember the one day that they smiled and told you they loved you. <laughs> and it's 365 days of hell. I bet he was thinking to myself, if I had only worn a condom. <laughs> Are you someone who, uh, when you go on vacation, loves to share the photos of your vacation? Some people just... I, I get upset with the lovely Maria because she spends so much time taking photos. I, I, I Tell her, I think you're missing the vacation. Right. Uh, Adrian's usually in charge of the
0: camera. Right. Um, and, um, and 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 so she will take a lot of the pictures. If I'm posting uh, on vacation, there's usually probably one kind of humble brag post somewhere in there. Right. Um, And uh, and then (laughs) beyond that, if I'm posting, it's likely because I've received some sort of freebie that I feel <laughs> necessary to repay through social media.
1: I uh, I get more aggravated uh, when we're on vacation and, and the lovely Maria wants to do the selfies with her and I in front of everything. Here's a rock. Here's a door. Here's a tree. Now, does she post them? No, does she, she have them. social media? She she's on Facebook, but I don't think I think the last time she was on it, Mark Zuckerberg had just started it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she doesn't. Yeah, she does not do any social media. So are, so these are taken for your and her benefit. Uh, I, I don't know. I never see them. They're, I just they just stack on a hard drive somewhere and <laughs> <laughs> kept like dust. But she, so what I got to doing now, because I couldn't stand doing all the selfies, I'd start turning around. So it was just the back of my head beside her face. Right. Because I had enough. But um, if you do like to share, and it's fine, share if you wish. But there are some uh, vacation photos that people find really annoying. Yeah. Truth is, most of your vacation photos we find annoying. Well, we don't care. And we're jealous. Yeah. So, uh, don't put the thirsty trap photos. That's the photos where you're trying way too hard to be sexy. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Vacation countdowns, like posting a photo of Cancun, and then uh, you have a caption saying arriving in 18 days and
0: 37 minutes. Post when you're there. One post when you're there. That's it. Yeah. We're the resort. uh, We made it. You know, know, for those who are worried about whether or not you made the flight, Mm. I don't know. But... And again, you know, I'll allow you that
1: it's Cancun.
0: Yeah. Relax. Yeah, it's not uh, Fiji Islands. I got a buddy who's in, uh, in Bora Bora right now. I saw his and I had warned him <laughs> before he went about the amount of photos to be shown. Yeah, only because, like, listen, I'm happy for him. He's Are a, you really? I am. I am. He's uh, he's worked hard. He's found a relationship. They they've they've gone to Bora Bora. Uh, great, great for him. Post one pic, and he did. Like, like they're staying in the huts above the, the uh, water. Oh, those you things. always
1: want to do that. He said
0: we're doing one night in those. You go all the way there. You gotta get a splurge. Yeah. so I get it. Post that one. The beaches look fantastic, but I I warned him. I'm like, listen, I got a wife who really wants to go there at some point <laughs> on the bucket list. I don't need her seeing all of these pictures about how we know it's beautiful, right? Yeah, you, know, you don't. Have, you just have to say Bora Bora, and you can imagine what it looks like.
1: Bora boring. Uh-huh. Yeah, imagine if they broke up on this trip. That'd be an uncomfortable eighteen thousand hour flight home. Huh? <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> or yeah, I don't. I don't know if he was planning on proposing or what. Oh, Wow. That's a that's a big risk. Yeah. I mean yeah. that's eighteen hours yeah. of sitting next to someone who just denied you, per- perhaps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least if you get denied inside of a sports stadium on the jumbotron, you can just leave. But yeah. Yeah. You, you take the go train.
0: Yeah. You have to consider that if you're going on a long trip, yep.
1: you better, better know going in. You got to
0: you got to know going in. And the thought occurred to me. I proposed in Quebec, and it was a 12-hour car ride. Wow. I thought, oh man, this would be if this doesn't go well, this be a
1: long <laughs> drive home. <laughs> I'd just take a bus. Uh, you're legged by the pool shots, and you know the photos of your toes. We, right. we don't we don't care. Um, airport check-ins. And tons of pictures of the same landmark at different, uh, different angles. Yeah. And, I, and in I front don't of the even... Tower of Pisa. I want to see the Tower of Pisa. No, you it's don't. Blocking it. You know what it looks like. Ah, so you're taking a photo. I'd rather see the photo of that than their stupid heads in front of it. All right.
0: Yeah, I don't. If you're, if you're, the selfie is generally for you, I think. It's supposed to be. Mm. The people that post those all the time. I agree with you on the airport check-ins, though. Mm. I mean, you know, okay, you're there. You don't have to know every step of your vacation.
1: You know, it is it is all what, what the vacation, the importance in the vacation, what's important to you. For example, when we went to Italy, and again, I'm not one to take many pictures, but the Air France uh, check-in lady said, hey, you know, for $40 each, you can go sit in our lounge, open bar, open food. Mm-hmm. The only photo I took was of, like, two double <laughs> scotches, <laughs> a pint of Heineken, and a bottle of red. <laughs> right. That was, oh, Eiffel Tower, or... This or the cathedral or the St. Mary's, uh, this or that church. This is where the Pope lives. Who cares? I'm drinking scotch, open bar. <laughs> Calling someone a chicken doesn't make sense. Chickens are actually braver than most other birds. Wow. Yeah, just remember that. Interesting. I thought so. There's no documented case in history of a pirate making a treasure map. <laughs> no no more johnny depp they may have had the treasure yeah but they knew where it was already didn't have to have a map for it that's right africa is the only continent that's in all four hemispheres okay uh tupac shakur only had two albums that hit number one one while he was in jail and another after he died after he died yeah amazing the polo shirt was designed so that the collar could be turned up to protect uh, protect your neck from the sun when you're playing tennis. Oh, so you're supposed to pop the collar. So frat boys who pop their collars actually got this one right. Really? Yeah. I bet you were a polo shirt-wearing collar popper. Never much of a pop collar, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I still yeah. wear a golf shirt. It's a polo yeah. shirt. Same thing. You got that frat boy mentality. <laughs> <right>? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago... With its two Major League Baseball teams, it's the only city with five pro teams and four major sports playing within its city limits, including one in each sport. New York City has five playing within its city limits, but both its NFL teams, the Giants and the Jets, play in Jersey. Right. The movie Footloose was originally called Cheek to Cheek. Really? Because yes, they were dancing. probably. Oh, and gotcha. Yeah. Steven Spielberg turned down an offer to direct the first Harry Potter movie because he thought it wouldn't be challenging and that it should have been animated. <clears throat> um, Haggis is the national dish, uh, dish of Scotland, but it was actually invented in England. So they get the credit for chopping up, uh, I guess, sheep's hearts and lungs and mixing in a bunch of other crap. Yeah. And shoving it into the stomach casing. It is gross. Now I think I've never had it. I've had it. Oh, ha- see, all right. So you're no. Let's never bring this up to Ted. No, because he'll God, show no. up with haggis. No, pig's
0: notes and haggis. Is it? Uh, is it terrible? It, it's well, it's it's extremely unappetizing Yeah, to to look at and and certainly you don't want to hear what's in it. Is it like anybody? a big
1: stew? It's basically a stew, uh, I guess. Yeah, but it,
0: it's I I remember tasting a lot um of uh, of like the filler which which was. Basically like, um, say like wheat, but just it, it, it tasted like, uh, like a
1: porridge, almost. Oh, really? Uh, in, yeah. So the taste not bad, but texture bad.
0: The texture and just knowing what's in Yeah, that's probably, it, you probably, know, probably. I, I, hard to get through
1: at all. The Italians have something very similar, but it actually looks like a tomato stew. And I remember being at a wedding and they served it and it looked appetizing. And then I tried it. Yeah. And it's basically the same thing. It's like the linings of a cow or something. Right, yeah. Yeah. Cans of Diet Coke float in water, but cans of Coke sink. Oh. It's because the sugar in Coke weighs 39 grams, and the sweetener in Diet Coke is 125 milligrams. That makes Coke denser, so it sinks. Okay. So now you know. Never a diet guy. Like any diet pop, right? My theory on all food is if you're gonna eat it, eat the real thing. What what are you doing with diet salad dressing? (laughs) Like ranch diet. (laughs) I know. What are you doing? Blue cheese light? No, it's a thick, dense salad I can,
0: dressing. I can, I can eat thirty percent more
1: of yeah, it now. I guess so. Like if you're gonna eat, I try to eat a healthier salad dressing. You know, you go with a balsamic. Yes. You don't go. I want the blue cheese or the ranch, but I want the diet. It's like the person who goes and has a triple Big Mac and a diet coke.
0: Uh-huh. Rock
1: mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky, Lucky. 949 the Rock.